1 Corinthians 15, verse number 58, theme is unmovable, unmovable. And here's what Paul wrote. Therefore, in other words, after the things I've just said to you, now, here's how it translates, my beloved brethren, those I care and love and look out for, be steadfast. Don't waver. You made a commitment, you keep it. You do what you said you're going to do. You do it because it's right, not because you feel good about it. You do the right thing. You're steadfast. When everything else around you is doing this, you're steadfast. You are immovable. Nothing's going to sway you from the goal God set for you. Always abounding. Not just, well, I'm not going to give my best today because I'm tired. Oh, I'm not going to show up today because I want to go out in the backyard and sit down. No, 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 no. Always abounding, always in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. A lot of other things you're going to do, you're going to find out we're all in vain. didn't amount to much. So, Father, thank you for truth. We live in a culture without focus, great apathy, People not paying attention to what's happening around us. Slip sliding away with uncertainties abounding every, every day we awaken. But you are the rock that is unmovable. So today we stand on you. Thank you for the victory we received through your son Jesus. In his wonderful name I thank you. Amen. Please be seated. There's a passage in the book of Acts recording the statement of the Apostle Paul. It sets the tone for his walk with Jesus. And man, he had a walk with Jesus. Paul was all in. Nothing left on the table. Go big or go home. It's the way he lived out his faith. And literally, if you weren't going to get all in, he sent you home. A man who had a firm grasp of the ramifications of approaching Jesus with a half-hearted commitment. And that was the culture in which he lived and similar culture we're living in today because we have abrupt cultural changes all the time in all that we face and everybody interpreting values their own way, not by a biblical standard. And he said, that's not the way it works, folks. So listen to what he's recorded for us in Acts 20. Serving the Lord with all humility. In other words, I'm fully dependent on the Lord. My strength comes from Him. Every day I recognize my service to God is dependent on His strength. With many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, now I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly, preached in services and did it from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. That's pretty powerful. But none of these things move me. Wow. Even though all this stuff is waiting for me, it does not deter me, does not move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord. God gave this to me to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said, I'm in a race. I will complete my race and I will finish my race with joy. 
you all are in a race, just in case you don't know it. And none of these things move me, he said. These are the words of a man who was determined to do what God called him to do. And Webster defines the word determination as being able to reach a decision about something. To have one's mind made up. To become unwavering in one's actions and attitudes. I have determination. I will not waver in my attitude or in my actions. Because desperation produces desire. Desire produces determination. Determination produces your destiny. And you look for examples of that concept throughout God's Word, and you find many. I'll give you a few. One of the concubines of King Saul, in the middle of an upheaval in the nation of Israel, because of disobedience to the Lord, King Saul is deposed. David is becoming the king, and everything is up for grabs in Israel. And one of King Saul's concubines, here's what's said of her in 2 Samuel 21, the two sons of Rispah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul. Okay, now watch. He delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the hill before the Lord. So all kinds of retributions begun. And then in verse number 10, then Rispah, daughter of Aiah, the mother of the two of them spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented the scavenger birds from tearing at their bodies during the day and stopped the wild animals from eating them at night. So determined was this woman, this mother. And this mother spread burlap on a rock at the foot of the bodies of her two sons. She remained there, and she beat off the jackals and the scavengers for up to three months. Now those boys were dead. But she was so determined to honor their memory, she fought off every beast that came after them on a day-to-day basis and all night. And if she was that determined to beat scavengers off of her dead sons, how much more should you be determined to see all of your family members saved and free, fulfilling the purposes of God? She had determination about her family. And because of it, she was unmovable no matter what came. In the night or during the day, she stayed watch. And so steadfast was her determination, that word got back to the newly crowned king, King David. Because when you are full of determination, you will get the attention of the king. It's determined faith that always gets the attention of the king. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So when you have a spirit determined to live for God, a spirit determined to do what God called you to do, even though you face tests and trials and obstacles, you do not waver. Your determination is set. Now, most fail not for lack of opportunity, not for lack of education or talent but because of lack of determination. Napoleon said, determination makes you invincible. He said, determination, trying, trying, trying again, makes you unconquerable. Babe Ruth, who set the standard for home runs in a season without the use of performance-enhancing drugs. 
who also prior to his great batting capabilities was a pitcher and won 94 games and hit more home runs in one season than any in his lifetime, said this, it's impossible to defeat someone who won't quit. That's why you pray one more time. That's why you dream one more time. That's why you get up and try one more time. That's why you ask one more time. When Beethoven was five years old, he played the violin. Five years of age, masterfully. By age 13, he was an accomplished pianist. By the age of 20, he'd been mentored by Mozart. He had already written nine symphonies by age 20. But also at age 20, he began to lose his hearing. By age 50, he was totally deaf and could hear nothing. Yet, he was determined to get the music that was in him expressed. So here's what Beethoven did. He had the legs of a piano removed, and he laid the piano bed on the floor, and he would lie there playing it so he could feel the vibrations of the music from the soundboard through the floor into himself. And he wrote his greatest symphonies when he was totally deaf through sheer determination. One day they heard Beethoven pounding his fists in aggravation and frustration on that keyboard. And he screamed out these words, I will take life by the throat. I will not let life defeat me. I will win. So it is in our lives. We face all types of struggles, all kinds of challenges. But you have to understand that you only gain strength in struggle. You only advance in adversity. You change the level of your determination when you hit rough times. And if you don't amp up the level of your determination, you'll get up, give up, and walk away from what God intended you to have. At times, you have to take life by the throat. I will take this sickness that has attacked me by the throat. I will take this challenge against my family by the throat. We have to get hold of God's word get up off the floor from our tears and self-pity and stir up some divine determination that says, whatever comes at me, I take life by the throat. None of these things move me. I'm going to do what God says his destiny is in my life. So David showed divine determination. David faced great losses at a town called Ziglag. Now, while he was out serving God's people and fighting with his military troops, and he's doing what he needs to do to keep the enemy at bay, the enemy snuck around his flank, came in behind him, and strolled into Ziglag and pillaged it. They took all of David's family, kidnapped them. All of his troops' families kidnapped them, took and stole all of their possessions, and then burned the entire city to the ground. And David asked, shall I pursue? So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, David, God answered David and said, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So Calvary, pursue the supernatural. Pursue restoration. Pursue the miraculous. If God tells you to go after it, it's because he plans on you obtaining it. He doesn't tell you to go after and pursue it if he doesn't plan that you have victory in it. He doesn't tell you to do that just to tease you. 
with failure. God's told some of you to pursue a dream, to pursue deliverance for your children, to pursue a breakthrough in your life, to pursue things that are greater than you're capable of. And the word of the Lord to you is pursue the miraculous, pursue the supernatural, believe God for that which is beyond your ability. God said, pursue, you shall overtake, and without fail, recover all. So when David pursued, he finally discovers the enemy camp, and the enemy was having a party with all of David's and his troops' stuff. There they were, spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken. If you ever want an insight into how the devil rejoices over you quitting and giving up, it's right there. They were having a party with all the stuff that they had stolen from David. And the enemy doesn't care as long as you're playing church. He doesn't care if you punch the clock and check the box every Sunday. That does not scare the devil. He'll party with everything he can steal out of your life. But when you decide God has released you to pursue, you become determined. You say in your spirit, I'm going to take this enemy by the throat. This attack against my family, against my business, I'm not going to lie there and take it. I'm determined none of these things will move me. I know God said I'd do those things. I'm going to do them by his grace. That's what it takes divine determination. Jacob had divine determination in Scripture. The Scripture says he reached a place of loneliness and abandonment in his life, and he desired the blessing of the Lord. Now, he was not the most qualified person to ask for a blessing. He had great character issues. He was not the most talented. He was not a shining star but he was the most determined. So what did he do? Jacob began to wrestle with the angel of the Lord until the breaking of a new day. At that evening, he started the match, and they wrestled through the night till the breaking of a new day. And at the beginning of that encounter, the angel of the Lord reached over and touched Jacob's hip joint, touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, you know, you read those words, you don't understand something. This is the socket where your femur and your hip joint connect. Right there. The angel dislocated Jacob's leg from his hip joint. Okay? He pulled it out of the socket. Can you imagine the pain Jacob was in? This is where most quit. This is where they fail. This is where they give up. I don't want you to see this about Jacob. He wrestled through his pain for the rest of the night. He was so determined, he went from fighting to clinging. And when he couldn't fight anymore, he clung to the angel and wouldn't let him go. And the angel said, get off of me. What's wrong with you? He touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the angel said, but I've hurt you. I thought you'd quit when it got painful, but you're clinging. And if you'll go from fighting to clinging. And Jacob responded, I will not let you go until I am blessed. That's what it takes. Now, here's the student. You start out in life, 
You look at the world around you, and what the world is trying to say to you is, hey, you know, you got it made, man. You know, just stay home and relax, and you're going to go right to the top on a cruise liner. No, listen to me, student. Life will not give you anything. People will not do anything for you. You must acquire divine determination. You might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer. (laughs) You might not have what others have going for them. But if you've got divine determination, you will obtain it, and you will bring it back home. You will have the blessing of the Lord. You will stand in the middle of it saying, look what the Lord has done, because none of these things move me. So his hip is out of socket, but Jacob was determined to acquire blessing so he could change the direction of his life. Jacob was in great pain, but he was determined, I will be blessed. I'm suffering, I'm frustrated, I'm in pain, but I'm hanging on, and my determination is only going to increase because out of being pinned to the floor, out of being out-wrestled, and, and, and now my hip is dislocated, That's, I'm not going to quit. I will hang on in the midst of my pain, and out of it will come a change in my life. That's how it's done. Life doesn't give you any free passes, none to anybody. You'll face resistance. You'll face adversity. You'll have problems coming at you. And so you will need a new level of determination that only comes from grabbing hold of Jesus and saying, I will not let you go until you bless me. Failure shall not overtake you as long as you're determined to succeed and you believe that God will help you. Now, the book of Jeremiah is another story of divine determination. Now, watch this. this. The clay vessel was marred in the hand of the potter. And Jeremiah records the story. But remember this, God is determined to finish what he starts. God was determined to bring out of your pain and out of your sin and out of your background and out of your mess a vessel of honor. God will not give up on you. You may have been smashed down. You may have started out okay, and then all of a sudden there was a flaw and everything got smashed on the wheel. You might have to go back on the wheel all over again. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again with another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. God will construct you in the way that he's designed. We are the clay, you are our potter, and all we are the work of your hand. It might feel as if your life is spinning in circles at times and you're not getting anywhere. And about the time you seem to get somewhere, things crash down. But I promise you, you have a God who has determination. He will finish what he started in you. I was reading the story of a young man who had divine determination. I had to copy it. I just took the article and I copied it. And he said, to be a deaf DJ. Robbie Wilde is his name. He said, I was born in England. I had perfect hearing. When I was five, my family moved to the United States, and I began to get ear infections about every three months. By the time I I caught my third ear infection, my parents could no longer pay for treatment, and I lost complete hearing in my right ear, and then over time, I lost my hearing in my left ear. 
He said, but music was always a part of my life. It was always in my house. I used to listen, and he names all the different kinds of music they listened to in their family. So one day, at age 25, I emailed DJ Shifty, a New York City DJ. And I said, I know you like a challenge. How about teaching a deaf person to DJ? And he wrote back, and he said, quote, challenge accepted. Now listen to this. He tutored me twice a week for two years to develop my techniques. I practiced four hours a day. Now when I'm performing, muscle memory takes over. When I started, I couldn't tell the club managers that I was deaf. I would just show up and do my thing. If they knew I was deaf, they wouldn't hire me. He said, and this is how I learned, and this is now how I perform. The speakers that play the bass are on the floor behind me so I can hear some of the lower frequencies and feel the beat in my feet. I use software that turns the music into lines of color on a computer screen. Red is the bass, blue is the snare, green is the vocals or melody, and I visually hear the music. And my advice to you, let your kids chase their dreams. I'm a deaf DJ, so why not? Yeah, determination. There was divine determination in the persistent widow in Luke 18. And she kept returning to Jesus. And, and, and the unjust judge that Jesus is telling the story about, he said to her, I am not going to respond. There's no way I'm coming to give you an answer. I'm not going to answer you. You are not getting what you're banging, banging on my door about. But she kept saying, avenge me of my adversary. Listen to what I'm saying. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my, for my adversary. And he would not. The judge said, not going to happen. But she had a divine determination. And finally, the unjust judge said, normally I wouldn't do this, but because of this woman's continual banging on my door, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. She was so determined to get her answer to be avenged of her adversary And how many want God to avenge you of your adversary? And he said, give her what she wants. I'm saying to you, our God is not an unjust judge. And he will not hold back from you. He is not stingy with his blessings. So Jesus says, shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Persistence. Determination. God's looking for someone determined enough to push through the headwinds and say, God, I know you can bless someone like me. I know you can use someone like me. I know you can open opportunities for someone like me because I am yours. I'm in. Divine determination equals faith. It shows God you will not be turned back. When the Son of Man comes, Jesus asked, will he finally, really Find faith on the earth. Hmm. 
Caleb had divine determination. When Caleb and Joshua, they're two of the 12 spies that Moses sent out into the promised land in advance. They're going to do recon. Joshua and Caleb returned with a good report, and they said, we are well able to take the promised land. And the other 10 spies return, and they come back with an evil report. And they said, there are giants there. There's no way we can do it. We're grasshoppers in their sight. Let me tell you, that had to create much frustration. They had to miss the promised land for the next four decades as they marched through in circles in the desert for four decades because ten people with negative speech came back and poisoned the entire populace of Israel. Two and a half million people received poison gas, WMDs. That's what these ten were. And they destroyed the faith of two and a half million people. It was a death march because God said, I will let that whole generation die out there and let a whole new generation be born in the wilderness. And they will inhabit what you could have had because they were determined to do what I told you, listen, to do. These people were not determined to follow through, and you are. And every day for 40 years, Joshua and Caleb had to endure a death march in circles in the wilderness. One dies, another dies, two and a half million over 40 years die off. Finally, finally the last one falls over dead. And Caleb now was 40 when he started the death march. Now he's nearing 85 years of age. And the word says Caleb finally crosses over the Jordan with Joshua. And as Joshua begins to hand out real estate to the different tribes of Israel, up steps Caleb. He's up in years, strong as ever. The Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now therefore, give me this mountain, of which the Lord spoke in that day over 40 years ago. Forty-plus years earlier, Jacob had seen that mountain and all those years of marching. He believed one day, I will get that mountain. And he watched all of his generation die off, yet he was more determined than ever to get to his mountain. And when Caleb finally gets to the foot of that mountain, giants are occupying the mountain. Yet still another challenge These are relatives of of Goliath the giant, okay? Three of them. And after 40 years on a death march, three giants are not going to stop Caleb. Caleb drove out the three sons of Anak from there. He cleared the mountain. Through divine determination, Caleb took and he occupied that mountain. Someone needs to cry out today, Give me my mountain! I don't care how much time has elapsed, how long it's been. If you quit and give up, that's all you're going to have. But here comes a time, listen, when you have to go to another level of determination. So when life hits you, you stand up and you say, give me that mountain. 
The Syrophoenician woman had divine determination. She cries out on behalf of her daughter who's demon-possessed. At first, Jesus ignores all of her pleas. He said to her, in fact, it's not good to take the children's bread. That's we Jews. Take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Mm -mm. The blessings of God were intended for the Israelis. She was a Gentile. But because of her divine determination, now watch this. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let the dogs out, man. I mean, are you kidding me? I can almost hear Jesus looking at her and saying, really? Something's about to change in how we deliver this message. The kingdom is going to go to the dogs. The big shots who sit around and don't want anything or believe for anything or refuse the message God has sent through my life. But here's this little woman willing to crawl under the table. She's so determined. She said, just let a crumb fall off that table. I don't want the whole loaf. Just give me a crumb. It will be more than enough to meet my need. And she received a long-distance miracle for her child. The child was set free from a devil. When she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Your child might not be here, but while you're in this room today, if your faith can go to another level of determination, you can send a long-distance miracle to your child. Wherever that child is, they might be a million miles from God, but it doesn't matter to the Holy Spirit. He can walk right into that room, right into that bar, wherever they are, and set them free. Her daughter was not present. She was under the control of a devil at home. And Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. I will grant your request. And her determination received a declaration. Sir Winston Churchill said, success is the ability to go from one failure to another without losing enthusiasm. <laughs> Gotta love that guy. Edison said, I've not failed. I learned 10,000 ways that won't work. <laughs> we are not to allow setbacks to steal our determination to live for God. Get up and try again. Get up one more time. Acquire divine determination. <clears throat> I marvel at how quickly people abandon their dreams. They fold their tents. They quit on a marriage because they were rejected. They didn't make the team. I didn't make it the first, first semester I tried out. I had to go back again. But I wouldn't quit. They didn't get their scholarship. They received a bad medical report. Doctor said this is a bad prognosis, or they lost their job, and immediately they throw in the towel. Done. I quit. To achieve what God called you to be will require a steel-like determination in your soul. It, it, it looks at life, and it takes it by the throat. It says, I will not be a victim. I will not wallow in a setback. I will take back what belongs to me. He has made me more than conqueror through his son. He was crippled and paralyzed from his waist down. He became the president of the United States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. 
At 19 months, she was deaf, blind, unable to speak from her disease. She did not allow it to stop her. Helen Keller. And when someone came to her to teach her about Jesus, and she could feel the imprints on the page of the letters that had been printed there, and the preacher delivered to her the message of Jesus, she stopped. And in her own ability, or lack of it, she communicated back to the presenter of the gospel, I always knew him, but now I know his name. He was so severely burned, doctors said he'd never walk. But in 1934, a new world record was set in track and field by Glenn Cunningham. They were born black in a racist culture. And Booker T. Washington and Martin Luther King Jr., listen, they had a divine determination to do what God called them to do. His parents survived the Holocaust. He was born paralyzed from the waist down. But he became the world's greatest violinist, Itzhak Perlman. They told him he was slow and mentally challenged. Albert Einstein. Don't you allow Satan in the world to tell you, you can't make it. You can't do it. Satan is a liar. Paul said, none of these things move me. You don't have to be the best looking. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the greatest talent. You don't have to be the most gifted. But you must have divine determination. So when you get knocked down, you get back up. You go back at it. You grab life by the throat and say, none of these things move me. I will see my family get to heaven. I will do what God's called me to do. I will see the blessing manifest that he promised. I will receive my healing. I will be blessed like Jacob. I I will get the crumbs like the Syrophoenician woman from under the table and watch the blessing of the Lord touch my, my inheritance. Because what it takes is divine determination. I hope somebody will let the dogs out today at Calvary Christian Center. And some people will start saying, just give me the crumbs off the table. That's all I need. But I'm not letting go until I've received. Therefore, my brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. So we have to cast aside the attitude people have toward God. And it's apathy in the church. The attitude that says, well, bless me, Lord, if you want to bless me. I really don't need anything. If you think you don't need anything, if you've gotten that apathetic, it's because you're living less than where God wants you to live. Are you really living where God wants you to live? Or have you just found a little secure hole in the ground and you're just going to hide there until you die or Jesus comes? You've got to get up every single day and say, Lord, I need your help today. About the first words I ever say every morning. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your favor. I need your health. That's a sign you're walking by faith. I'm determined. Is anyone determined? Let me tell you something. When you get determined to live for Jesus... No temptation can take you out. No devil can take you out. 
peer pressure can't take you out. When you're determined, you can live for the Lord on a college campus. When you're determined, you can live for him in the middle of hell. When you're determined, you can be the only member of your family who will stand up for Jesus Christ. When you're determined with the help of the Lord, you can do whatever challenge comes your way. None of these things, chains, tribulations, threats on your life, obstacles, tough times. He said, none of these things move me. I will finish my race with joy. And he did. And you can too. So let me ask you a question. Anybody here ready to let loose and praise God for his strength that he provides you? Then you ought to get up on your feet and thank the Lord and praise God. Let loose praising him. Let the enemy hear your praise.